to the 132nd episode of the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, a podcast where we talk about witch stuff. I'm glad you know how many episodes we have. Holy fuck. Does that mean we have a spooky sode coming soon? Um, yeah. The 135th episode, bruh. We are almost close enough to at least being together for the spooky sodes. I mean, we might be together while we record, but like going to a creepy location. Yeah, I, you know... I, I'm going to talk. I got I have some witchy conversation for you in that regard. I've realized that this year has really changed me, and, and I it, it took me, I guess, just being solitary for a very large portion of this year, and just kind of going intrinsically, and I don't know, working with spirit more. My attitude of ghosts and spirits and what they are, just because I've opened up to it in my own house and I've had my own interactions, you know, like with the little child that I've been telling you about, like, you know, it just has changed that for me so much. And I'm very interested to go back, um, go back somewhere. And and I don't think it will be, I mean, I'm going to be like uncomfortable because I just, the energy always just gets really high when we do a spooky sode because of what we're talking about and and then I feed off that and it, it I pick up on the space. I'm really bad about, I can't help it. It's empathing. I just absorb the energy of the space and we don't stay in the most positive places. <laughs> and it's part of that immersive experience of, you know, putting myself there and picking up what's there. And I don't know, I, I just think that the next one's going to be different. Like I won't be quite so impacted. Like it, it won't be as big of a deal to me. I'll be more into like doing, interacting with them. Yeah. You know, and I figured from the get-go that something like this was going to happen, that we were each going to find our individual strengths and our individual paths. But through the fact that we talk about these things every week, we were also going to become stronger in each other's paths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I did a I did a vlog on our Patreon last week uh, talking about a tree and a tree spirit that and, and, and actually halfway through being on camera for that, I was like, shit, I'm talking to a tree easier than I ever have. Am I Macy? Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's really cool. I think this is actually um, we're getting to expand our repertoire mm-hmm. to talk about like how you know, and I think it gets very discouraging when you start out uh, in, in any of this to where, like, you know, oh, yeah. you, you look up to people and you look up to them for exaggerated reasons and not exaggerating saying they're false, but like that they're they're prominent. Like, for instance, like, you know, starting out like my idol, you know, like the the true version of a witch, like the example is, is Jordan, Jordan, you know, like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like since I didn't can you that- imagine being. Being somebody who wants to work with spirit and someone who can kind of naturally work with spirit and I, you know, and that, can you imagine what that felt like me sitting here like, <laughs> yeah. I think I heard a ghost. And then <laughs> Jordan over there like, yeah, a fucking, I'm, I'm having dinner with one right now. Yeah, I'm there, bitch. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, She's like, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I just, I. I, I I think that comes with it. You know, I've realized now it's like, no, I, well, I am always going to be more earth driven and grounded and doing that kind of work. I, I still have it, you know, and I have the ability to pick up on things and hear things and interact with things. And it just took a little longer to, uh, yeah. to, to develop. Well, we said uh, a million years ago, all of this is, it's like a muscle, you know, it, it's yeah. not something that you do. you you can't have or you can't do it it, you just have to work on it what are we talking about today i'm talking about orris root dude 
First of all, no, we didn't pick the same thing. But I got halfway through Oris Root today and then scratched it and started talking about something else. Holy fuck. Are you serious? Ah, no, dude. I got I got pretty far on Why did Oris you stop? Root. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. I just stopped and I was like, I might do this next time. And I just like put it on the back burner. Oh my God. I would have been so upset if you would have you if, know. If it would have happened again. Macy, if you would have said Oris Root and I was still doing Oris Root as well, I would have screamed. I. What are the odds? Weird. We have to get out of each other's head. I don't think we can. Yeah. What's really happening is we're not getting better at each other's thing. We're just becoming the same person. We're merging. Yeah. <laughs> and slowly over time, it won't be the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, you know, with us independently anymore. It'll be the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour with Mace Lee. Or char, char, charmac, charmac, <laughs> mac car. There's a there's a cute. We have a cute name somewhere out there. I just you know we gotta find it. I'm gonna talk to you today about sarsaparilla. You know that is weird that you say that because I thought about doing sarsaparilla too. Like not today, but like a couple of days ago when I was trying to think of a topic to do. Um, I was thinking about sarsaparilla and and about your parents' place. Sarsaparilla. We might have to start clearing the, these with each other unless we're yeah. trying to get drunk every single episode. We need to get back on that. We were good about that for a while. It's got to happen again at some point. We'll just we'll just go with the flow. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but before <laughs> before we go any further, today's episode is brought to you today by Clarissa F. If that name sounds familiar, it's because Clarissa F. owns operates both midnight by verbena oh, and if you haven't right this is not this is not an ad but if you have check uh check out midnight by verbena on etsy there'll be a link in the show notes description whatever it's fucking called it's one of my favorite shops to just keep an eye on there's all kinds of oils and shit mm-hmm. speaking of a real witch anyway yeah so <laughs> thank you clarissa f I don't know a song. My brain, you know, I've like tried to think of songs before we start recording just to have a handful in my head to go to. And at the moment the name comes at me, I, it slips out of my ear holes. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit shuffle on my Spotify playlist. Holy shit. That's a good idea. And I'm just, I'm just going to say the first song. Oh no. You know what the first song that came on was? This is How I Disappear by My Chemical Romance. Oh, Clarissa Evans, how I disappear. There you go. What is it? There you go. Let, Let me, me go. Finish. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> There's a, what is there? There's three good unprovoked fucks on that album. And that I- is probably the most emo out of all of them. Because then it goes right into that, so you can. And it's like you the can. whole thing is just so like. Over and over into deeper and deeper, like the equivalent of emo bass drops, but like in melody. <laughs> are you ready for it? I'm so fucking ready. There are two kinds of irises. So Oris Root comes from irises. Did not know that. I was very pleasantly surprised. So there are two kinds of irises, Iris Germanica and Iris Palida, which are the two easiest names I've ever had and I got two of them so I felt very lucky (laughs) (laughs) and it's commonly referred to as love root queen elizabeth root and iris root 
I like so, Elizabeth Ruth. I, I do too. And and that one is really big in uh in like for instance, like in Hoodoo. So like on Lucky Mojo Kirioko, it's Queen Elizabeth mm. Root. Uh and that was oh, that's like the main way that it's referred to. So these irises, they they really grow well. They originate from the Mediterranean, from what I could see around the Florence area. They're sold under the name, and I can't pronounce this. I don't know how to pronounce it. When I first read it, I thought it it was gigolo, but that's not the word. But it looks like... (laughs) Do it in your Italian accent, your stage kid Italian accent. Uh, It it looks like if I was... Gigaquilo is what it looks like, but it's not the word. It's not the word. I loved the fucking aneurysm you had about two seconds before you said that. Well, dude, I get it's because I'm reading this word. It's freaking me out <laughs> looking at it because I couldn't even <laughs> think of how to say it. So it's like G G H I A. So Gia, I think. Yeah. G G I U O L O. So it's like Gia Gua Gia Guilio. Gia Gun. It's just, like I read it and I was like, oh, Jigolo. Oh, wow. And then I reread it and panicked. <laughs> it's also referred to as flag iris and uh it it looks like it looks like you know kind of the irises that we have growing around here the big beautiful purple and or different colors but like you know the big beautiful flowers and the sword like leaves and you know that the irises that we know and love it takes a long time to grow like to to get orris root. So the thing is, you know, irises grow every year. They grow quickly. However, the root as it, like when it's harvested, isn't exactly sellable in the, in the way that it is commercially valued. So it's harvested in August and it can take three to five years uh, or more, depending on what it's being used for, to dry the root. So the root is harvested and then dried for a very long time. The the rhizomes or the the rootstocks it looks similar to like a ginger, uh, like you know, how those look when Macy. they're fresh. Macy, oh, did Macy I say a ginger? <laughs> yes, but when they're fresh, it looks like a fresh ginger. Yeah, I I felt myself say it, but I didn't hear myself say it. <laughs> it's just, I think I want to believe you just. Caught- you constantly are thinking about gingers in the back of your head all the time i mean are you not (laughs) so when the when the roots are first dug up they don't really have a scent at all like they don't smell like anything and the thing is that's why they're not really worth as much when they're fresh in like the full commercial value because orris root is commercially prized for its scent and it takes a long mm. time for the scent to develop in the rootstock it, during the drying process. So I feel like I have seen that on like perfume bottles. Yes, it's huge, ah. huge, huge, huge in perfume. So while the, you know, like if you get really up close to an iris and smell it, you'll pick up a scent, but they're not like the most aromatic, but it still has a nice scent and you can smell it. The The roots of the plant are really where like, it's the most rich aromatically, even though it takes a while for it to to age and develop. It surpasses the flowers in terms of scent content. I think I have I explained down here kind of what it smells like, or at least I hope I do. It's very similar in scent to uh, lilac. So that good floral kind of um, sweet smell. Lilac. lilac. Remember when P.O. Box 865 got lilac? Oh, 
Boy, do I. I had forgotten. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, she deserved it. Really, but it gave her what she needed to. To put her back on the path. Yeah, yeah. The path. (laughs) 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 So, orris root is also very popular uh, in potpourri. Okay, and and if you're using it in potpourri, like you really can just use the powder and the root and and you don't need to process it any further. However, when you want to use it for perfuming, it's a bit more of a process. So the powder is dissolved in water and then that's distilled. And from that, you get this essential oil, which is also called orris root butter or butter of iris, which, whoa, I love it. Do you? Butter mm-hmm. of iris? Yeah. I want to slather it on my skin. Uh, oh, it reminds me a little too much of tea ruffle butter. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I know. Oh, come on. Butter of iris sounds like truffle oil or truffle butter. <laughs> truffle oil. I'll mm-hmm. never look at truffle oil. <laughs> the highly <laughs> prized <laughs> expensive oil. Gordon Ramsay's like put a little truffle butter on it, and I'm like, (laughs) butter of truffle. Then what? It smells like that. Um, no, it doesn't. I mean, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's that's the concentrated essence. It's really fucking expensive. Oh. Yeah, like, so so one ton, like the measurement, a ton of root produces only two kilos of oil. So it it's like jasmine, it seems, to where you need a shit pile of it to, to make anything. Now, what's a kilo in American? <laughs> See, I, I thought that roughly um, one pound... Or sorry, sorry, one kilo is about two pounds, roughly, like not exactly, but that's, I thought that's how how that works. How many tablespoons? (laughs) Oh, that absolutely frazzled my brain for a minute. I was just like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) So uh, price-wise, I saw, so I was kind of looking around online for how expensive that this can get. So... About $700 or so for two to three ounces is kind of where I kept landing. Excuse me? Yeah. She's pricey. Whoa. Yeah. So the the fragrance, uh, I, I saw several adjectives describing the fragrance. I saw woody, caramelly, tenaciously flowery. Oh. Yeah. I liked that one. Uh, and huh. it's, uh, did I say lilac? I'm sorry. It's similar to violets, not lilac. Okay. So all of that talk about lilac and doing this, the squid word lilac sound, that was for not? Irrelevant. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and that was from Mountain Rose Herbs. Always a good source. It is used as a base ingredient and in a whole slew of perfumes so many like the list was huge like i guarantee you know one everybody knows one that it's in uh it's everywhere oh yeah 
you can find it in a few different forms. So you can find it in the powdered form, like the fine powder, the crushed like root kind of pebbly form to where it's like little nubbins, you know, and <laughs> in the oil. It's really prominent in potpourri. And the main reason for that is it's a good fixative. And I did not know what a fixative was until today, but it's something that you can like, you can add it to potpourri and it will help it retain the scent or it, it'll kind of slow the evaporation of the scent that you put in it. And well, is that, if it takes so long to dry, is it because it's like an absorbent? Is it absorbing the smells around it and like keeping it preserved? I don't really know because it it has the same property in perfume. So, like, it also adds and, and like, it elongates the staying power of other scents. Uh, even if the aura scent or, like, the butter of iris or whatever it's called, even if its scent isn't the dominant one and it's it's kind of in the background, it adding it helps to, to just make the uh, staying power of the scent last longer. I think it's that I don't like the word butter. Why don't you like the word butter? Because it just seems very specific. Unless we're talking baking and you're actually using like the food butter. It always creeps me out when somebody's like, this is a body butter. It, it like just makes me feel butter. like I'm going to feel, yeah, it, I still don't like it. I just feel like I'm going to be greasy. Well, oftentimes, yes, that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oris root has been used for a very long time. Uh, I saw back to ancient Greece. They were all about it. They, you know, would use it as uh, in in scent sachets and and powders and and things like that. It has been used as like a scented face powder. Uh, nice smell, goody things. Uh, and it was really embraced for that reason, which is nice because I assume people stunk back then. I always assume that, but I figure that like the, I don't know about the Greeks, but I figure like the Romans always made an effort to smell nice. Yeah, they seem, well, yeah, and they had all that running water and like yeah, infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could take a bath. I feel like they, they smell pretty good. So that was from perfumesociety.org. So <laughs> I found some, <laughs> okay, Patrick. <laughs> okay that's two recent instances where you really embody Patrick okay so I hopped on over to WebMD and I was uh, like is this going to kill me apparently not so oh. it is quote blood purifying and quote gland stimulating and I saw that all over the internet and I couldn't really find out how, mm. but it was just like the same mm. copy and paste thing all. I don't know what the original source is because you know how the internet works and you just feel like you'll be on four different sites and they all say the exact same thing verbatim. And it's like, mm. dude, I have two instances of that in my topic today. Fuck. It makes it hard to cite sources. It does. But also um, be careful when you Google gland stimulation. Oh yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, unless you're in for it, you know, I mean, unless, you're unless you don't want to be careful about it at all, you know, <laughs> uh, other things. So used for, uh, muscle and joint pain, migraine, constipation, bloating, diabetes, and skin diseases. 
So that's just like the little list on WebMD that uh, they they had. Uh, it also seems to exhibit some expectorant properties. Uh, so maybe kind of getting all that mucus out of your lungsies. Uh, it's always good to have that in your back pocket if you need to. Can your rapper name be lungsies? Lungsies. Oh, I like it. Lil Cute. lungsies. Lil lungsies. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it seems to be pretty safe uh, for most people to put on skin. And if, I mean, from what I could tell, like ingest, that makes me nervous to always say, but do your own research. Refer to a disclaimer. Not our fault. Um, there, there's, there's no, uh, it, the side effects list wasn't really there, you know, and perhaps it can cause some skin irritation. Like if you... Um, it says like the fresh plant can cause some irritation to the skin or like mouth and stomach or whatever. But if you're using the dried one that has cured, it should not. So there you go. So in regards to the metaphys, lots about love. All about love. Surprised me, honestly, how much about love Aww. that it is. It's a heavy hitter. Uh, with in the love department, so love drawing, love, or are we talking little horny status? Uh more. Uh, I I don't consider it a little horny. It, it's, it's more a, about it's a that. Yeah, like drawing, drawing, drawing love in. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> fuck, dude! Howdy, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's good for you know. It's not like all about you know about just fucking drawing in potential of love bringing a love back or self love you know just drawing in love the, it's usage for love is very prominent uh in hoodoo from what i was reading uh and like i mentioned earlier it's typically referred to as queen elizabeth root um it's diverse forms that you can use it in help to i don't know just they help its usability for different, however, whatever your preferred kind of magic is. So, you know, it can be purchased as a powder oil or like the crushed root and you can use it how you prefer. So it could be added to incense, which I have an incense recipe that I made for you if you want it oh. um, at the end. And uh, it could be the oil. If you have some could be like, you know, used for anointing or, you know, if you're doing a love spell, like anoint your tools with it, perhaps. Uh, it can be placed on a candle for candle magic, and that could be both the powder and the oil. Added to charm bags uh, and other love charms that you might make. And you could even put it on yourself. Uh, and I suppose you could like sprinkle some on your target, but you'll have to weigh out personally if that's like your path, you know, like <laughs> if that's, you know, your, um, where you fall on those ethics. Uh, is that to encourage them to love you or is that more of a, a licorice root style? You're going to fucking love me. I, uh, I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't seem, again, it doesn't seem quite that um, hard assertive. Yeah. It's more of a drawer than a, wow. you know, well, or that's what I get listen, from it, at least personal belief, dude. If you're not forcing anybody's hand, if you're just saying, Hey, yo, think of me more often. I mean, if you're thinking of me more often, but you're thinking, man, I hate that bitch. I'm not forcing you to love me. Yeah. No, and I, I agree with that. That's that. That's the gray. You know, that's the gray. And I, I, you know, and that's I do. 
love the gray. And sometimes you've got to go in the gray, you, you know, like Gandalf the gray. He's so much cooler as the gray. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely. He's got that cool wavy hair. Gandalf the white's kind of an uptight prick. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of, I mean, I get it. Like I know he's on a mission and he can't yeah. die until he's done, but he's got still. shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> He's no longer just popping off fireworks for some little bastard hobbit children. That'd be so aggravating. You fight this big, long battle, and you just want to die. You know, you've lived <laughs> life. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 no. All of the work that you've done in your life, that's like nothing in comparison to what we're going to make you go do before we're going to let you die. And also, you won't remember your name for a minute. Yeah, you know, it's just like, that's a Bothers me hand. every time. Bothers me every time. He knows everything else, knows what he's supposed to do, but he's like, that's what they used to call me. That was my name. So deaf, man. (laughs) Fucks you up in ways you can't expect. I mean, I've never died. I don't know. So, you know, that said, you can... (laughs) I just gotta move on. You can... Really, you could do whatever you want with it. So if you like candle magic and you, you know, want to anoint your candle with it, go for that. You know, if you like to do more like jar or charm bag type things, like add it to that. You can add the the powder, the root, uh, you just kind of however you like to practice. You can, you can go for it. You can anoint yourself with the oil, do a test patch first um, and whatnot. Uh, it's, very for a very long time in history, the powder has been used to scent pomanders, which I think sounds so lovely. And oh, yeah, like that was one thing I was thinking. I was like, you can make a pomander with the powder, and you know, as you're making it, program it, you know, so to speak, with like what it's for. Like if you're making it to, you know, perhaps you've you've done some like uh, you know, you made it during a self love spell, and every time you smell it, you want to kind of reawaken that spell and give it some some life again you know kind of like um kind of feeding it a little bit kind of tune into it and be like you know what no i'm gonna kind of tune back into that spell because that's something that i i like to do um yeah and and it depends on the spell and sometimes like i send a spell out there and it's out it's done i did what i needed to do but every now and again it's it's nice to kind of come back and you know, like if it's a jar spell or something to come revisit it and think on why you made it. And that still kind of remains there. And so that could be nice with like a pomander and you could sit and smell it and kind of go back to that. And it was really for me, like what I was thinking with self-love, like if you did a self-love spell and you always have that scent there to kind of remember and and tune back into that. Or you could give it to somebody. You could. And every time they smell it, they just get, they're just driven wild. Yeah. If that's your thing. Driven wild. Absolutely feral. Oh, foaming at the mouth. Ew. Frothy. Ew. Ah! I hate it. <laughs> so I have a simple love incense for you. You probably for don't me? even have to have all of these things for 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 anyone. You know, actually I was talking to for the me. listeners, Charlie. For me. If you want it. You probably have most or all of these things. If you want it. What is that? Why? Help me. (laughs) I was going for Redbone. Okay. (laughs) I know this. 
<laughs> but but Charlie's just shitty enough a singer to fuck it up for me. <laughs> hey, that's not the easiest song to sing. Yeah, I just can't pop off a, a Redbone verse. Yeah. Red, I need to listen to that. I haven't listened to Redbone in a good long minute. Love Incense. Love Incense. I made it for you and everyone who wants to make it. So, five ingredients. We have Oris Root, Rose Petals, Mugwort, Damiana, and Star Anise. Oh, oh! this is like if you want to love yourself and blast off. Exactly. So, I oh. this, is, this is something, this is a spell incense uh, in, to me. Like, this is something you make and... It, it encompasses the many elements of love. You know, you have like the gentle sweetness of Rose, that like sexual element of Damiana, star anise for just some fucking good luck, you know? And also, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's an aphrodisiac and it has its attractive qualities and mugwort to help in opening up kind of into that spiritual plane to when you're breathing all of these things and to help, let them actually help you in your spell work you know, heighten what you're doing and set the space and whatnot, you know, and Oris kind of rounds it all out with drawing the love in. That's its purpose in this is to like, you know, here's all of these things. Let's draw, let's draw this in. So grind them up in a mortar and pestle or a coffee grinder. I know some people like to to grind their herbs in that and, and burn on, burn on a charcoal disc. Uh, when you're doing love spell work, uh, whether it be for yourself, uh, which I, really think is kind of the most important of any and all love spells is self-love work. And, you know, it's something that I, and I I feel like I've talked about similar things to this before. You need to do a self-love spell before trying to do a love spell to draw, you know, like it's one of those things that I feel like it's always good. And I shouldn't say like, that sounds kind of like gatekeepery. If you have issues with self-love, I would attempt doing self-love spells before trying to do love spells to draw someone else in. Does that make sense? It does. But also, don't tell me how to do my love spells for Ethan Nestor. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, sweetie pie. That was wonderful. Did I tell you I had a dream about him? You did. And it was adorable. Very high school. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Very big mouth also. Yeah. And you know, I, I had that dream like not long after the new season dropped, and I feel like those two are related. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, that's that that's my point is you know, I, I just think self-love is important. It's always good to first love yourself before trying to put um to to put yourself out there, I think. And, you know, love, self-love can, can drive a lot of things. It can drive awareness. It can drive your own sense of value, which is always important to have up decently high, at least, before you try to seek a partner so you don't pick a shitty one. I've done it. Yeah. I, I think that that's kind of what these incense were really... That's what this spell came to me as, you know, like this blend is for self-love, you know, and... However, you know, you need that, you know, maybe you don't feel very like sexual in your own, like, at like attractive or things like that. You know, there's that bit of Damiana in there, you know, just to kind of set all of that. And it has your gentle rose for just like sweet love, just tying all of that together to kind of like rebuild your sense of 
love for yourself. Speaking of rebuild, the whole time you're talking about this, I just I keep thinking, dude, this would be like invaluable for shadow work because yeah. uh, an ignored part of shadow work is you might have to face ugly stuff, but you still got to you need to love yourself through it. You know, yeah, so you I have to be that. able to forgive yourself. That's so important yeah, in shadow work. And and yeah, and that's also kind of that mugwort element, just being able to be like. I'm going to look at this situation. I'm going to look at this from a higher plane, you know, yeah. not like down here. I'm going to handle this up here. And that always helps a little bit. It's kind of like keep it. It's like being in a boat and water instead of swimming. When I was a baby witch more so than I am now, one of the first times I ever like, sniffed, like I smelt some burning mug- mugwort, I got so scared that I was about to astrally project. <laughs> It was like, it's like when a kid for, it's like when a teen first smokes weed and they're just like, I, am I high? I get is it. This what, is this what being high feels like? Like I got half of a whiff and I, and I was just like, can I, can I drive home now? Am I, I okay? I wasn't that bad, but it did fuel a lot of my astrally project and freak out worries because when I do bath spells, I like fill that whole room with it. And in the early days I was just like, oh God, what's going to happen? Oh, what's the herbs we did? The herb we did recently that was like it, it keeps you tethered to your your body. Oh yeah, fuck. What was oh, that? No, I don't know. We should know. But listen, comment question of the week. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so to tie it all up, send her off. You know, you can use it. You can use this incense however you want to. You can use it in a mirror ritual. Uh, you can use it. I guess you could use it in sex magic. Why not? You know, if you want to like set the room up, you know, like set the, oh, yeah. the scene. Um, oh. and it's, it's versatile. So just well-rounded love. Higher plane doing it. Yeah. You know, some good, like, like cosmic. You're trying to contact that, uh, that sex ghost that lives in your house. Sex ghost. Sex ghost. I, I saw somebody post something on Facebook that was like the realtor is like, oh, we have three bedrooms, two baths, and it's got a nice patio that overlooks the the you know scenery of the whatever. And somebody was like, yeah, sure, but does does it come with sex ghosts? That's pretty fucking great. <laughs> like me. Wow. Yeah, I'm struggling to well, speak okay. today because I keep interrupting you because I'm feeling chatty. No, I can't talk. I can't get my words out. I've really struggled with that How all day. How does it feel? How I does that like feel, it. Mace? I wouldn't know. <laughs> do you feel frustrated at how your body betrays you? I do. <laughs> okay, mine's mine's actually very short. So I feel like um, it's all going to come out in the wash. Uh, but before I move in, I just want to say that I woke up to a text message the other day from my dad who had just listened to the episode uh, that this was in it. He was so pissed off about me screwing up the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. You called it. <laughs> I just woke up to a text and he said, I am so mad at you for butchering the wreck of the Edmund oh Fitzgerald. Oh my God. <laughs> and I sent him a screenshot. I know. Fuck. And and I sent him a screenshot shot of somebody who said, Charlie, I knew what you were talking about immediately. You had me at Hey Mitch McGooby. <laughs> hey Mitch McGooby. Hey Mitch McGooby. And dad was like, Hey Mitch McGooby needs to be your new character. <laughs> hey Mitch McGooby. 
Hey, Mitch McGooby. Hey, Mitch McGooby. I love that name so much. <laughs> okay, I want to talk to you today about Sarsaparilla or okay. Sarsaparilla. I can't hear it and not think of Sam Elliott. Do it. Do it. Give us some. Oh, God, that's tough. He's special. You got a. I can't. Sarsaparilla. That was pretty good. I liked it. It felt uh, mediocre. Okay. Yeah, me too. When I did it, I get it. We're, we're both a couple of we're we're both a couple of deep voiced bitches. Uh, however, I don't think we can quite get on his level. No, no way. Yeah, no. My voice no. just cuts out no. if I try. You just go into that weird kind of painful squeak. Yeah, yeah, just breathing air. <sighs> Sam Elliott got a little bit of the. Uh... Listen, I'm going to tell you about Sasparia. Okay, here we go. So, the, first of all, you said you Sasparia. Sasparilla. <laughs> uh, if I'm not saying it like a cowboy, I don't say it correctly. So, there are several types of Sasparilla. The most common, the one that you have heard about being in root beer and having this background, and, and you'll probably find the most in. Uh, your your local witchery shop is Similax Aspera. However, there's also Wild, and that's Areola SPP, and I don't know how to pronounce that. So, so Areola Small PP. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Wild Sarsaparilla. <laughs> J, uh, Jamaican sarsaparilla is Similax ornata, and Mexican sarsaparilla is Similax medica. Okay, so Similax. So I don't Similax, and I don't know why wild sarsaparilla gets that sweet ass <laughs> areola small pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be my new handle on everything. <laughs> Areola small peepee. Check me out on Instagram at Areola small peepee. Uh, so <laughs> sarsaparilla in, in general is a group of vine-like plants that grow in the, or it grows sort of from the Southern U.S., Central America, and Northern South Amer uh, America. Do not get this confused with sassafras because they have similar sounding names. Yeah, I think that might be what I'm mixing up with being what grows on your parents' property. I think they have sassafras. Yes, they have sassafras, um, which took me a while to kind of do the, um, to kind of figure out what which one was which. Uh, sassafras is a tree. They have similar sounding names as well as similar uses, uh, down to them both being a main component uh, in, in old school root beer. Do not burn sassafras, however. That's just the Waba official um, statement on that. Of course, refer to our discla disclaimer. And there's more on this later. But there is a possible link to uh, carcinogenic properties when oh. burned. So that's for sassafras. I'm talking sarsaparilla. So uh, like I said, while both sassafras and sarsaparilla have, um, they both have this banned chemical in them called saffrol. Saffroli, saffrole, which was linked to cancer or possibly linked to cancer in rats that were exposed to high doses. That is from uh, McGill.ca. They also have this to say. 
More recent studies have actually failed to find evidence that the effects seen in rats occur in humans. This and the fact that several other foods that are still legal, like nutmeg, also contain saffrolet, makes the ban seem a little less science-based and more the result of fear. Now, they also say, right up top, and I love this, they say, Unless you're participating in a spelling bee or playing Fallout New Vegas, you probably don't think about sassafras much. <laughs> Which, by the way, listen here, if you're an avid um, Fallout New Vegas player, the, the seven years in the making mod frontier is now out. Go get it. Anyway. Why would it make you think of Fallout New Vegas? I have no concept of video games. Build math that with one. sass. Oh. Build math with sass. Uh, because they have a... Um, they have a, a beverage called Sunset Sarsaparilla, and it's a, it's like a root beer beverage that you can find scattered a, among the landscape. And there's a oh, bunch of like, you know, in that in that Fallout style, that kind of futuristic yet somehow mm-hmm. vintage style. They've got a mm-hmm. bunch of billboards everywhere that say "You Sunset Sarsaparilla." So here's some history for you. Ancient civilizations, including the Mayans, used sarsaparilla for uh, as a skin treatment. Even things like syphilis. Anytime your skin was angry, they'd slap some sassafras on it. And in the uh, in the U.S. in 1820, sassafras was officially listed as a syphilis treatment in the we've seen this word a couple of times in the pharmacopedia until 1910 when people realized that it was more of a, a mild treatment versus some kind of medical phenomenon. It wasn't going to rid you of your syphilis probably, but mm-hmm. it could probably ease some symptoms. It, it fell out of suck a little less. It could, yeah. 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 Especially in that time. God damn. Um, Cause penicillin wasn't a thing yet. I don't well, think. And just syphilis sounds absolutely hellish. All right, so today, sassafras is used in cleansing, uh, namely the blood, also the liver and the kidneys, um, as well as being useful for inflammation due to arthritis or other autoimmune afflictions. It is still popular in treating skin skin conditions like dermatitis, eczema, that's eczema, and psoriasis, moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Touted by some to help intensify virility because of the presence of testosterone in the plant. Um, however, turns out that whole bit about testosterone, that's a myth. Sarsaparilla, see, I'm, I'm trying to call it sassafras. Sarsaparilla does not contain um, uh, testosterone. However, it does contain several plant steroids that may have led to that confusion uh, and also led to its link with virility, sexual potency, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Now, here's my first of two little bits that I saw copied and pasted everywhere and couldn't find an original source, but here's what this says. In animal experiments, it has been shown to protect and even reverse neurological degenerative effects of aging, which may indicate a possible use in conditions such as dementia and Alzheimer's. Wow. Wow. I've got magic stuff for you now. Because that's what we do here on the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. You're right. (laughs) So, sarsaparilla. 
is a great key ingredient in cleansing sprays, floor washes, anything that you would like to make to cleanse a space. It's bread and butter is cleansing, purifying, you know, that whole thing. However, it can also be used in matters of love. The flowers of the plant, or in some case, I think some versions of the vine actually have like like berries or like little berry-like flowers. They're used in many a love spell. It can also be a confidence booster with special mention here to sexual assurance. If you want to bless your space, it works hand in hand with Frank and Myrrh. Uh, we all know who I'm talking about here. We're old friends. When you combine it with sandalwood and cinnamon, it draws money. Well, that's not you can fancy. also. I know. San- First of all, sandalwood and cinnamon are my two favorite colors. Yeah, that's nice. Ever. Um, but adding some sarsaparilla in there, I think, might give it a little bit of a root beer kick. And I do. Macy, what are your feelings on root beer? I'm going to slap it's my you. My favorite in the soda of all sodas. Thank you. I feel like I knew that on some level. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to, <laughs> if I, it like. I drink vanilla Cokes like for podcast tradition, but any other time it is 110%. Like it's a root beer always. What is your brand? Where do you go? I would go back and forth here because part of the way I'm kind of a fucking snob and I want fancy root beer in a glass bottle. That's good and creamy. Yes. But also if you're at a gas station, I'll fuck hard with a and W. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm a Barks bitch myself. I like it better than Barks. Yeah. And Barks has too much caffeine. And I guess we can both shit on that bitch mugs. They can fuck off. Not a fan. Yeah. It doesn't do it for me. But A&W is, uh, I feel like it's a little sweeter than Barks. Yeah, I think so. But however, I do feel like Barks is a little more creamy. Creamy. Okay. This is a root beer podcast now. I I didn't realize that it has like a minty taste to some people, which it does. Like now that I'm aware of it, I can sometimes drink it. Be like, yeah, you kind of taste like minty. But when I was working at a previous job, we had an intern who was from Spain, like Catalonia. Mm -hmm. And she'd never had root beer before. And we were like, okay, well, you got to drink. So she had one like on like tap, you know, and she hated it so much. She was just like, she couldn't remember the word either. She was like, oh, it tastes like, what's the uh, stuff that you like, like you brush your teeth with? <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> never, never a good sign. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> I feel that way about Dr. Pepper. I, I, because Dr. Pepper is such, I guess it's so big in Texas. Um, you sort yeah. of, it's your first drink, really. You have Dr. Pepper and then you have mother's milk and then everything else after that just sort of happens when it happens. But I didn't realize until somebody said this, that people who don't like Dr. And maybe you'll be able to, to weigh on the, weigh in on this. Cause I, I don't mind a Dr. Pepper. They say it tastes medicinal. And, and I, I get it now that I've heard that. I understand. I, I don't know what it is about it that I don't like. I feel like it can't decide on a flavor. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But like it, it there's nothing dominant about it. Like every time I drink it, it always is just like, mm. Um, I could get where you might say it, it, it feels like you mixed an RC with a Mr. Pib. Because I love RC. Here's the thing. I fucking love RC, but everybody shits on RC Cola. Can we get a gang together of RC uh, Cola people, please? I like it. It's like a less sweet Coca-Cola, and I'm here for it. 
carry some sarsaparilla with you when uh, you would like to when you would like to slow down the aging process. Also, the second part that I saw copied and pasted everywhere was this: sarsaparilla also lends its hand to any lends its hand to any spells under the influence of Jupiter. So that is works of growth, legal matters, luck meditation, money, prosperity, spirituality. That being said, don't just chunk some sarsaparilla in, in like a, something you plan on consuming or again, putting on your body. Be careful what you use it in, yada, yada, yada. But that it, short and sweet and sort of to the point is sarsaparilla. I enjoyed it. <sighs> I, I think you just liked doing a good Sam Elliott. Yeah, uh, yeah, I tuned out after that. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you heard the word sarsaparilla, you were like, oh, this is my time to shine. I've always wanted to flex my (laughs) Sam Elliott. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, speaking of Sam Elliott, classic, just classic portrait of a a cowboy. You know what a classic cowboy food on the trail is? Yeah. You just twist open, you bash it against a rock because cowboys aren't pussies who need can openers you bash it on a rock till it's open and you stick it over the fire and you slurp down some hot smoky campfire goodness review footage here we go this is from brown eyed lady 70 and it's called love i just started listening to the podcast this was my first i love y'all macy can you believe we were someone's first podcast no, I mean, I guess that's, uh, uh, but it kind of makes sense. I feel like anyone who listens to us, we have to be there first because otherwise they would move the fuck on to someone else. They would be like, I know there are better put together and better sounding and better researched podcasts out there. I hope that for your first, we were tender and gentle podcasters. Oh, tender and gentle. Tender. I don't think anyone would describe us as tender. Maybe they'll pop off and say, that's what I think about when I think of you is, is the word tender. I don't like the word tender. I get, I think of the feeling that you get when you poke on a bruise. Oh, yeah. Like, ten, like yeah. Unpleasant tender. Like, oh, it's tender. We have a, twi- a tweeter. We have oh. a tweeter. Okay. Where we uh, want to tweet. Uh-huh. At bitch hour, love. Oh, yep. Yep. Come have a Sunday roast with us. I can't. That was like 20. That was. <laughs> um, we have come you lost it a little bit. At which... Come have a Sunday oh, yeah. roast with us. I don't know why it's so aggressive. <laughs> why don't we do Sunday? Like, why don't we do that here? Uh, you know, I was just thinking today. Why, why don't Why don't we fucking do tea time? I've done tea time before, like one of the fancy teas that you do where they have all the little sandwiches. Nothing like what an everyday tea would be like, I'm sure, but like a fancy tea. And it was the best part of my life thus far. They bring you so much little tiny foods. And then you also get to have an alcohol. Tiny foods, dude, and an alcoholic beverage, and like a, a just a a, a a blend of salty foods and sweet foods. And uh, uh, we need to do that when we get together. Let's let's go have like a let's go have like an afternoon tea somewhere. Oh yeah, we'll go to a tea room somewhere and like. <gasps> can we drink like, fancy? Oh, dude, yeah, we can. Yes, um, can, yes. Oh, can we wear hats? Of course. 
and gloves and look like we belong on the Titanic. I don't want to wear gloves because I'm going to wreck those fuckers eating those little sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> when you said wreck those fuckers, I thought you meant those sandwiches. <laughs> I'll fucking wreck those I'll sandwiches. Wreck those fuckers. <laughs> okay. Bye. Oh. Yeah, join us for I guess after hours after the music. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've got after hours. Who knows what is actually gonna go? It, most of the episode might be after the music. Yeah. It's probably for the best. <laughs> We need a cute little sign off for like at the end where it's like, you know, let's turn down the lights because it's after hours. That was more porny than I yeah, wanted to be. Yeah, that's, that's getting sexy. <laughs> it's after hours. Oh. Okay, goodbye. Um, wait, before we go, I need to, to, to do my check in. I'm doing my uh, wellness check on you. Are you having oatmeal for dinner? No, I'm not. Thank God. Okay, I'm goodbye. I'm having grilled cheese and soup. Oh, that's the best. Toasties and Can tomato soup. Hunter makes the world's best grilled cheese. You wouldn't know it. It's like a secret. He didn't tell many people about it. But he can throw down with the best grilled cheese you've ever had. Slam out of grilled cheese. I'm going to need proof. It's so, I don't know how he does it. I watch him do it. It doesn't look like he does anything that special or difficult, but he just <laughs> you know what nails it, it. It's all of the love he puts into it. Maybe. I, I don't know. Or the extra mayonnaise that he puts on it to make it crispy. <laughs> I hate mayonnaise, but he puts it on the oh, outside. It. So it's not like oh. still, you don't taste it. It's like put on the outside breads that are touching the pot and, or the pan. Yeah. And that's what makes it so crispy. <laughs> Have you ever been in a kitchen? I know. The outside, this outside mean I can't bread. talk. <laughs> that touched the pot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You should go eat before you die because it sounds like you're about to die. You know, come to think about it, I don't, I've had, you know what I've eaten today? I've had two Nothing cold from the fridge at about one, two cold jalapeno poppers. <laughs> You're wrecked. Go get food. Goodbye. Um, goodbye. <laughs>
something very chill is happening in the background. Uh, let me see. Benjamin. Let me see what it's called. Hold on. Uh, I think it's called Benjamin fucking Franklin. Yeah, he wrote it. Um, I don't know the full story. Like, I don't. He wrote it like in association with Lin Manuel Miranda, or like it, it, it's around Hamilton. Um, oh, yeah. So, and it's it's a seriously great song. It's so sassy. It's him at full sass level. Full sass. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin Ben Franklin's song. That's what it's called. Y'all should go listen to it. It's a good time. Oh, I didn't realize we were po- we were officially podcasting. I- I'll stop slamming my hands into my legs. I mean, only for the past three minutes, and none of it has been particularly earth shattering. So technically, I, I we don't have to. I figured it would all got cut, and we could just start from here, like a real fake. Welcome back to the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. <laughs> <laughs> is this an 80s movie (laughs) but listen it gets it gets more because what i did do what i decided to do from then on i was like well she's never gonna fucking you know pick me even though clearly i have the talent Mm -hmm. i became the head the lead of the theater construction crew i knew it i knew that's what you were going to say (laughs) i knew it so I'm back there. I'm in charge of every single football player that had to take an elective. So they picked a bullshit elective. Yep. Yep. Like, um, uh, what did they call the class where you put the sets together? I forget what it was called. But I'm, I'm in charge. And they were all so fucking salty that I'm sitting there telling them how to use a drill. I bet. I, bet. I, I got to do a well, stage slap, too. Man, is uh, any of this usable? You know, this might be the bit that goes after the episode. Oh. Are you still doing that? I haven't, I didn't listen all the way through past the credits last time. I quite like it. I'm having a good time with it. Okay. I like that. I'm here for it. Whatever. After hours. I also think after hours, it allows us to get to our actual topics a little quicker, but remain fucking stupid. Yeah. You still get the content. It's just placed more appropriately. It's not at the front for new listeners to be like, oh, look, a witchcraft podcast. And then we talk about being a theater kid for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Oh, there is nothing I would rather do than talk about theater, like being a theater kid right now. But I could talk about being a theater kid all day long. And so it's it's good we're diverting because seriously, I could talk about being a theater kid and musicals and like stage performer as my dream forever. Hold on. Well, let me di- let's divert one more time because I got to ask wow. you if you were to be a part of maybe a community theater production of what would you choose? And if you steal mine, I'm going to slap your teeth. Uh, n- rent without even a question. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Who, I want to play Mimi and Rent. And I've thought about this since I was like 11. <laughs> I, can, I can. Yeah. Yeah. That, check Either that. Mimi and Rent or Velma Kelly in Chicago. Either of those. Okay. I would, I would tape down my boobies to be Seymour from. Oh, Charlie, that's a good choice. Oh, I would do anything to be Seymour. Poor. All my life, (laughs) I've always been. I can't do it without laughing. Sweep that floor, kid. Macy, I love, I love that at any point in time, one of us could look at the other and just go, poor, and, and we'll know exactly what's up. happening. That's all you yeah. need. 
Okay. Oh. Welcome back to the Witch Bake Amateur Hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen here, Tulio. Yeah. Which is officially a new nickname that I have for you. Okay, great. It just it, it happened in passing and now it's here to stay. Okay, I support it. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh yeah, no, sorry. I thought someone was knocking on the door. They want another bourbon and coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shaking their tea glass at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the one that the one who's always really down for like gifts of alcohol, this, I'm talking about ancestor spirit here at my altar whatever, whatever, whatever but um, the one that's always real pumped up for alcohol, I just, it is never like quite sitting still. And I just always imagine it's just kind of have like, just kind of like tap, just like dance energy a little bit, you know? Um, also, big theater kid energy coming off of this one. I, I don't know oh, what that means. but I know exactly I like, what that means. I was going to say, I feel like if you know what that means, then you know what that means. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Big theater kid energy. Oh my god! Big theater kid energy that hits me right in the right in the <laughs> Oh, uh, did I ever tell you that one time I had a I was auditioning for um one of our school plays, and I screwed up so badly. I pulled a classic Charlie Mushmouth moment, oh, and I mixed. I mixed, rest in peace, uh, I mixed two words that were completely innocent, and I, I said something very embarrassing in front of the enti- everyone who was auditioning. So the line was something along the lines of, I took him upstairs, and I made him eggs, or I gave him eggs, him eggs, <laughs> jammed in my mouth, and what I said was, I took him upstairs and gave him a head. Oh my god. And it was one of those moments that, like, I realized <laughs> that even our theater teacher was, like, doing that, like, laughing a little too hard in <laughs> teacherly style. And I just sat there and I was like, this is over. My my acting, my high school acting career is over. And you you very visibly blush, too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I bet I, you I, were beat red. Beat red. Yeah. I never had one that bad, which I, granted I did performance stuff. It just wasn't technically theater. I did like show choir and stuff. And, but like I got out of the theater program uh, at like 13. I don't, that's the time to get out, dude. Yeah. I don't feel like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I didn't get too deep into it, but I was also an art kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That just made so much sense. I had to agree yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was, I was theater kid, but I always, I always made callbacks for uh, spots, but then every single time I also got the talk from my teacher that was like, listen, I really want you in this, but you're also truant. So I can't pick you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 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 so I like to think that I would have been the breakout star. Of Is this an eighties movie? <laughs> I I got to do a well, stage slap too. Um, oh like, fuck yeah! Which I think is just an actual slap. It it is, and I felt super bad because I got him on the ear once, 
And I felt so bad because he was the sweetest little thing in the whole wide world. He was just the sweetest guy. And I didn't mean to because it was a fight scene. Like we were getting dragged off of like a picket line, you know, and like the theater teacher was like, y'all just fucking go for it, you know. And but I I knew the placement and I just missed because I was getting jerked around and I got him like square ass on the ear. And it took him about 15 minutes to be able to like speak. (laughs) Casey, you fucking popped his eardrum, is what you did. He was just—he probably to this day can't hear very well. Thanks, Maze. Yep. Woo boy, woo boy. But Mm. before we go any further, wait, hold on. That's not the format we do. What do we talk about? If that's all going at the end. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well then, hi. Let me think. What about that one uh, Flight of the Concords song where it was like, a, what was it, Devil Woman? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, How did that go? I don't remember. I, you know, I need to tune your, back your, into them. Your breasts are balls of flames and I'm burning my hands or something like that. That's so, I would believe Fuckings. it. Yeah. I will. I I, that's a show. I will run through that show once every two years or so. I'll just Worth it. slam through both of the seasons. And it's good every fucking time. It's not as long as I think either. And that always, I, like, every oh. time I go back to it, I think it went for, like, four to five years, you know? And I'm just like, ah. Oh. No, it's just two seasons. And, like, you can blow through it in a, in a weekend. And my favorite line is fucking, uh, what, what is his name? I always want to say Reeves Dar- Darby. I can never say, Darby. It, can say it for me. Thank you. When he's just like, you know what? Fuck you, Brit. You He's the best. I think it's like the only time that there's like an f bomb dropped in the whole thing. Of course, thing. it comes from him. Mm-hmm. You can go fuck yourself, Brit. You know what? You can also blow through in a weekend. <sighs> if you say Letter Kenny, I don't think I have to say it. Here's the thing. Here's my personal vow to you that I've I've made vows all the time and I never stand by them, but this time I will. Next episode, you and I are going to be able to talk about the whole goddamn thing. I hope so. I sure do. <laughs> okay. Uh, Macy, you go first. <sighs> oh, and I just want to say quickly. Actually, we didn't do a for song that. for Clarissa F. Clarissa do it god damn it god damn it i miss early 2000s emo you know what i was listening to we will get to topics eventually but i guess this is just gonna be a chat <laughs> i'm in the mood to chat um me too let's have a chat i i uh every now and again i just get in the mood to go back to and not like uh, not like the the early to mid 2000s like emo music which i was super into but oh, yeah. like the early to mid 2000s soft music, like We the Kings. <laughs> and, oh, God. Oh. Uh, they did um, check. Yes, Juliet. Are you with yeah. me? Rain is pouring down that one. And like Secret Valentine, which is um, is about fucking, but like wrapped up in this um, <laughs> PG rated version, I think. Um, but I'll go down. Very and and yeah yeah and like and listen to I'll listen to that little genre every now and again and it causes me pain, but I endure it with yeah. uh, with appreciation. Oh yeah. oh yeah, 
There's a song, and I'm going to tell you what it is, and you're going to cringe your butthole off. But there is a song that when I was working at uh, AMC theaters, you know how they loop popular songs? Just they pipe the music in when you're not listening. And that's all I heard because I never actually got to be in the theater when there's fucking real movies. I'm just hearing that shit over and over as I cleaned used condoms and shitty diapers out of the theater seats. There's one song that was big at the time, and it was so big that it, it was disproportionate to anything else they ever played. Okay. <sighs> Marry me, Juliet, you'll never have to be alone. Oh, uh, the Taylor Swift song? Love story, baby, just say yes. Yeah. I carried a lot of resentment in my body during the- I hated it. Those, that, all I, of that. I hated it so much, but the thing is, it's burned itself so deeply into my <laughs> medulla oblongata that I will be in the shower <laughs> and I will just start humming it as naturally as breathing. I'll just start yep. humming that song. It's in there. It's burned And it in. will never leave me till the day that I die. You know, I have one like that and I, it's, I'm not proud of it either, but when I was in eighth grade, uh, I I would go, I, I changed schools for a very short moment uh, when I was in eighth grade oh, yeah. and my mom would take me to school. And at the time, this song was big on the radio. It's so lame. <laughs> it's so lame. But it would play every morning on the radio, every morning. And so every morning, this, it was what I was inundated with. And um, do you remember that song, Paralyzer? <gasps> Listen, I love I love that song. You I fucking it, love that song. It slaps. Don't get me wrong, but at the it's that cringy it, no. but appreciative kind. You're just like, okay, I'm for it, you know. But it's like it's just it's, like it's, it's just a good classic pop punk moment. It, that's the one that's like, um, if your eyes could do what your body does, or yeah. your body could do what your eyes I'm not could paralyzed, do. but I see yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I. I got a, I got a soft, I got a softy for that one. I got a softy. That's it, not. <laughs> so you don't like it. <laughs> that's that's how we need to say we don't like something from now on. Uh, that like, gives ah, me I a got softie. a softy for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the phrasing that gave me a softy. <laughs> that gave me a softy. Oh. <laughs> Oh God. Woof. Okay, okay, Macy. I know. Tell me. It is what it is. You want to have a chat? Oris root. You constantly are thinking about gingers in the back of your head. All the time. I mean, are you not? I'm thinking about never mind. I was gonna say I'm thinking about Army Hammer being a cannibal in the back of my okay, head. Okay, did you read that that I sent you? I was just like, how timely is this? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I know. I like how we've never spoken his name before, and then the second we do, he turns He's a into cannibal. a trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew. I knew I didn't like him for a reason. I knew it. I uh, and knew that. I, I knew that's why I didn't know who he was for a reason. That's the telltale sign. If Macy doesn't know who you are, you are a cannibal. <laughs> 